Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the Modalidades on BTV. You can now catch the recaps and also Modalidades talk on Befig Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befig uh, Independent. The only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Befig Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que não explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças, as always with you. Um, Cristiano is always uh, with you, with you also, and Dave de Oliveira. Cristiano, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you, my friend? I'm doing you excited great. for some more snow for the next three months. It seems like I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I, they said they were supposed to snow all week. But, it was supposed uh, to snow today. Moved out, but now it's supposed to snow Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hmm. I'm just hoping that the the northern winds push it up to Dave's territory. Usually those are the southern winds, so the southern winds push up north, yeah, the north point. will push up down, south. Yeah, no. yeah, I mean, Alfredo, this is why, you know, we all got our specialty here. <laughs> and we're all geography <laughs> and weather yeah. is not ours. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're a bunch of, what, what are we, we're like jacks of all trades, We're but we're not masters, masters of any. Masters of none. We're, not we're like Andre none. Almeida, we know a little bit of everything and we we can get it done when we exactly. put it all together. Yeah, Shannon, I mean, you, we know as you, much as either, we've been able to stick around for us <laughs> as long as he has, so we must know something. Christian, do you miss Andre Almeida? Yeah, I mean, I love looking at his stash. You know, it's it's impressive. Look, man, I miss any player that can help Benfica, guys. You know that. And I think uh, That's a good point. I think I think at this point, uh, over the years, uh, I've, I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. Uh, you know, be, from what it was before, because a lot of the the listeners and stuff like that, they still. Not big in the Almeida fans. And I'm not under the Almeida fan, but I just think that, you know, I've, I've changed my opinion where, like, you know, he's not as bad as we think because then when we get his replacements, we really see what bad is. So we, we've learned to, 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 to love, uh, Andre Almeida, which is, uh, something I never thought we'd positive. The same thing with PZ. So those are two players we never thought we'd be praising these guys and sending them some love. But hey, you know, we miss anybody that helps us, man. 
Uh, Dave, happiness helps the heart go uh, grow fonder, right? Is that that's how it goes? Happiness um, or distance? <laughs> <laughs> I think I screwed that up. Yeah, I think this distance, right? Again, distance, this, yeah, we, and, he, and he's been away since happiness since, uh, yeah. since uh, September. So yeah, there's definitely a distance there between us and uh, Almeida, but. Yeah, I'm just. I just miss, like Chris says, we miss whoever can bring this team back to uh, what we expect from uh, this team. Dave, Dave, who, Dave's even gonna go as far as say he misses Rui Vitoria. <laughs> Dave, who do, who do you miss the most of the, the past two uh, two years, bro? Two years. Uh, let's go with Jonas. It's got to be Jonas. Yeah, it's got to be Jonas. Cristiano, do you think you will ever see a player of, uh, of Jonas caliber playing at Benfica? Ever, Jesus Christ, Alfredo! I mean, yo, we don't. I know I mean, it's dark and gloom, but well, come on. I mean, looking at the the mediocrity that that our, our squad is has been infected by, uh, <laughs> I believe I believe that Benfica will turn around and and have not only a fantastic roster, but they will they will conquer the world. Okay, they're gonna win the Champions League. They're gonna win that that World Cup that the Brazilian teams wants, and so so you know so much desire when i win the mega millions here in new jersey i'm gonna buy benfica and therefore then we're gonna have all the top world-class players at benfica so i believe that it's it's you know that dream's still alive all right time time to turn off the ps5 and get down to business <laughs> uh episode number 397 is what we're up to on tonight's podcast we will look back at the uh, guimarães uh game uh also famalicão uh, which are the two games that Benfica have played since uh, we were uh, last on. Uh, and we'll look ahead to Sturil, the, the first leg of the semifinal of the Portuguese Cup, and Mureirense, which is the next game uh, for the Portuguese League, uh, and that is on Valentine's Day this Sunday. Um, if you don't know that this Sunday is Valentine's Day, uh, you know, I had no be idea. a friendly reminder. Thank you. you just I had no idea. So it's this Sunday? This Sunday is Valentine's Day, the 14th. I had no idea. Okay. Thank you, Alfredo. It's a, it's a good thing <laughs> your wife is a sporting geese and she doesn't listen to the Oof. podcast. She's already gotten her gifts this season. <laughs> she buys her own gifts. Cristiano doesn't need to buy her gifts. I think the goalkeeper from Gil Vicente will tell you otherwise. I think you gave him a gift today. I think that's what Dave was referring to. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, right into this uh, this Kimberage game. Vlacadimus was in goal, uh, Gilberto Altamendi, Vertongen, and Grimaldo. Uh, Everton and Servi on the wings, uh, Weigel, Tarapt in the middle, Pizzi behind, uh, Seferovic. Uh, games are coming fast and furious, so it's, uh, probably normal that some, some guys are getting some, uh, some rest. And I'm talking about Darwin. I think Darwin needs more than a rest at this yeah. point. He needs, he needs a new set of feet. <laughs> I th- I think that that that's, that somehow uh, uh, Seferovic's uh, misses have uh, rubbed off on him. I don't know. Seferovic got more goals than him, so I don't know. It might be the other way around. That's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Um, you know the truth. You know what the sad truth is. It, look, as you can tell, Alfredo, I'm so sorry. I don't want to talk about none of these games. I'm trying to do. I, I'm trying to keep the you know this this beautiful talk that we have, this joking back and forth. I, I want to talk about this instead, but. Before we get to the game, I saw today, after today's round of games, that our leading goal scorer 
in the league of knows would you would you like to take a crack at it off i know dave's gonna know would you like to take a crack at it mr alfredo because dave's a stat guy so who knows? yeah i know it's a federal week nope it's, it's darwin uh, i mean darwin jesus christ god forbid it's uh luca 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 with six Seferovic is what six set five Luca's the first one that pops up for me Fika, on the leaderboards. So. Hey, look that up, man. I, I don't think that's correct. Yes. We'll look at Luca Walshman leads me Fika in Liga Nose goals. And Liga Nose goals. Yes, not overall goals. I Liga think that's Soferovic at, uh, at seven to his name. I, I, unless I misread it, which is quite possible. <laughs> I you said uh, you probably read the top uh, German uh, no. player with the most goals at Benfica. No, it had it had the Sporting Duro 14. It had two Porto players, Taremi and then Sergio Oliveira back to back, second and third place with eight, and then somebody else, and then a, a Pinho with seven. I think you missed it. Luca missed it. I did it. Like my, much like Seferovic, you missed it. <laughs> You're <laughs> off like the Dar- mark. It, like Darwin, you mean? Darwin tried to, you know, Darwin's so jealous of what's going on over on the other side of the rotunda, the c- circular, whatever it's called, that he was trying to imitate uh, Brian Ruiz. But we'll get to that in a little while. <laughs> Dave, you still didn't find it, bro? I'm still looking here. Holy looking. shit, man. You know, we're right. I'm rusty here. It's got to be, it's, uh, it is a fair week. Uh, How many? Yeah, no. He's got here, seven. Man. He's Come got on. seven. So wait, so then I know what? he's got seven. So this guy's stupid then. Where upgrade? Whoever updated this? You, you're this getting stupid. the wrong information. Fake news. Hey, don't feel bad. The other day I was on a I was on a Portuguese soccer podcast, and I said, "Bro, Porto's got like twenty penalties." And he searched it. It was six. I was like, "It was close. It was close." So I mean, look, back to back pocket where I get stuff from. But whatever. I like. Yeah, uh, Sergio Oliveira's got more goals than uh, he's Sefirovic. got eight. He's, he's got, got eight. eight. That's right. Like I said. But Darwin leads the league in in assists. Five five of those eights for uh, Sergio Oliveira are from penalties. That's right. He's the official penalty uh, taker. Um, all right, let's get uh, right into the Schimarange game. For as much as we're trying to delay it, uh, it was back to the four four two for uh, Benfica after uh, the failed experiment of the three five three or whatever you want to call that. Um, Servi started on the right. Cristiano, here's here's something. Do you think that uh, with Everton on the on the right, Servi started on the left. Do you think that Everton on the right he becomes more unpredictable because on the left he always comes inside and that's that's very predictable. Yeah, of course. It's a change of a change of pace. I think the opposition studies Benfica and they've done a tremendous job all season long scouting what we're going to bring into a game and. It's good to throw them off once in a while, and, and it, you know, as far as the player himself, it's good also to get away from the tendencies, just cutting inside, cutting inside, and um, you know, I think he's he's actually played well over the last couple of games, so I think it's it's been a good switch uh, for him and for the coaching staff. A um, couple chances for uh, Benfica. Another Pizzi had that blocked shot. Seferovic with the header, and then Everton with that the shot in the 18th minute, uh, and uh, and Seferovic again with another header at the end of the half. But uh, the teams would go into the half uh, locked at zero uh, zero. Uh, it wasn't too bad of a half, but I think that Benfica, what Benfica is going through right now is, and we've already spoken about this here with that that front line is that. The team builds and transitions well, and then when they get to the final third, neither Seferovic nor Darwin can hold up the ball or can, can even give continuity to what the team is doing. 
and as I'm looking, I see this, this, this is, uh, I don't know if it's lack of skill, lack of confidence, but extremely poor touches. Uh, and as Dave mentions here that he misses Jonas the most, the, the, the most, I remember the first time I saw a Jonas play. Uh, live, and I think that you and I, uh, Christina, were at the stadium at Stade Luge when he played against Braga a few years back. And I thought that he had sponges for feet because the ball would hit his feet and it would stay right, it would stay right next to him. Uh, but that's not the case with Darwin Otseferovic. So a lot of, a lot of that, that play that Pifiga builds up ends up, uh, just falling by the wayside. And uh, I think that that hurts the team. Um, 46th minute Darwin comes in for Everton. Uh, Vitoria makes some adjustments. They start, uh, pressing Benfica, uh, higher. Uh, in the 59th minute, Ramos comes in for Seferovic. Uh, and Benfica really couldn't do much. Um, and I know, Cristiano, you, you had, <laughs> you went on Twitter and said, uh, you didn't even mention any names, but I guess people knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look, Benfica. I know everything is gloom, right? Gloom and doom, or what is, how, how does it go, Dave? You're today, you're the English teacher. Here. Doom and gloom. Well, so who cares? I say it opposite. <laughs> Same thing. We all know what I mean. Um, but that being said, I thought Benfica played a decent first half. Um, they could have easily gotten up one nil on the score, but didn't. And then in the second half, as as we totally expect, which is a theme of our season so far this year, which is fall asleep and we look like a totally different team in the second half. We did make a couple of changes and, and as I've stated here over and over and over and you guys, have, <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I'm trying to laugh cause I don't want to cry. But, um, it, the fact of the matter is that our team, uh, has this tendency, our fans have, has, have this tendency of crying for certain guys to play and they fall in love with players just because they got blue eyes or green eyes or long hair, whatever reason it might be that they fall in love with these guys and they 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 persistent on on the criticism of everyone and uh, around the club for not giving these types of guys opportunities. But at the end of the day, as I as I told you, Alfredo, this is big boy soccer, right? And the only way you're gonna get more opportunities is by actually performing during the few, regardless if it's two minutes, four minutes, five. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, no one is asking. Or expecting a kid like Gonzalo Ramos to come into the game and completely change the game and be dominant and be the best player on the field. It'd be great, <laughs> right? At this point, we take it. But I, I, as far as myself, with my criticism of his, it, it, it doesn't, it has nothing to do with that. It's about he has an opportunity in the six by himself with no one around him. And that opportunity at the very minimum has to go on goal. Opportunities like that is when a player of, you know, a young player like himself, a guy that's trying to assert himself in this squad, the guy that's fighting for more minutes, a guy that's trying to argument with the coaching staff and everyone around the decision makers that I am ready for this opportunity, can't squander that 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 chance. And then it's real easy to sit here, criticize the coaching staff for not playing them, but then when these guys play, they don't step up. And I understand he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time, but He's gotten decent amount of time. He's gotten a lot of second halves. He's got those those three and four minutes at the eighty eighth minute when yeah, he comes no, in. Usually, that's fine. But Alfredo, that's fine. I, I I grant you that, right? But as I give you the example the other day, right? 
this might be their only opportunity. They have to make the best of it. Be engaged in the game. Control the ball. Be it. Give me something productive. And I know it's stupid. It sounds stupid. And, 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 and it's understandable that a player comes in for two, three minutes. and he sh- It's understandable. But at the same time, you got to give me something. And I have, as you know, Alfredo, we talk a lot off the air. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've said some negative things, some positive things as well, as you know. But I think the one thing that to me stands out the most now that I could actually point to, right? He got, you said he came in the 59th minute, right? So he got 30 plus minutes, right? It's, it's 31, right? If you want to really want to get technical, but then plus the extra time, whatever it was. Yep. But in that 30 minutes, he had that one chance that he has to get on goal he gets that on goal now he's got an argument to say look at least unlike the other guys we're just putting stuff in the back you know into the moon Uh, give me an opportunity i'm showing you that i'm ready for this you know for this light for this brightness for the for for this spot and and when you miss you lose all arguments especially in the in 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 the fashion that he did and i like the kid i think he's going to be a quality young player i just don't think right now he's ready and i think benfica is filled their roster is full of guys who either aren't ready or just aren't that good and we see because at the end of the day unfortunately and and look i'm culp- I'm, I'm culpable of this i thought jesus was going to come in and he was going to cure cancer we haven't played anywhere near the level we, I, I into, I want to say all of us, right? Because obviously I, <laughs> I was a bigger fan than some of the guys, right? I, we haven't played anywhere near our capabilities or anywhere where we should be at, right? This team is struggling. And when there's, when, when teams are struggling, and this is difference. I talked about the, the weaker opposition, I think in a previous couple, uh, previous uh, podcast with the smaller teams. When these guys, get to the opposition, right? They get to the final third, and they get an opportunity to score. Benfica is creating one, two, three tops a game, clear opportunities to score. They have to take advantage. You got you get two, you got to score one of them. But Benfica is not even doing that. Everything is just going down. There is not a single thing that is going positive in Benfica's favor at this, at this, at this moment. And so – I, I just think players look again, coaching staff is at fault, players are at fault, whomever, the grass, whomever, right? But players, they gotta do better with their opportunities. It it's you're a professional. This is not little kid soccer. You get a you know, you get a pat on the back and here you go, Dave, you get a medal, Alfredo get a medal, Christiana get a medal. It doesn't work like that. You are held to your stand, you are held to the minutes you're on the field. You're not promised any minutes. And that goes but, for anybody on the team. Cristiano, I completely understand that, and I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. Uh, but, and I do agree with what you're saying in terms of if you get a chance, do something, do something to warrant more minutes next time. You got three minutes here, five minutes there, seven minutes there. To this game, you have thirty minutes to Alfredo, show yourself. Alfredo, you keep. Let me finish. Keep, Let me finish. Mm-hmm. Let me finish. Um. The fact of the matter is that compared to the other two guys, right? Compared to the other two guys, Gonzalo Ramos' minutes have been minuscule. Yes. And I do understand. I, I under, I complete, I'm with you. You, you get your minutes. You can't be crying that I need minutes. You can't be working hard and say, you're not giving me minutes. When you give him minutes, you gotta give me something. Give me something. Give me something that's gonna warrant more minutes. But compared to the other guys, and this is me playing devil's advocate, I'm not saying that I'm a Gonzalo Ramos fan over the other two guys, but me playing devil's advocate, 
the kid has not been given the amount of chances that the other guys have. You could continue. I just wanted to say it was quick. You act, you and anybody with this argument is acting as if he only gets three, four minutes a game. He's played in the Tasa de Liga. He's come in at half times. He's gotten more than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven a game where he's gotten a half hour or more. How many I, minutes does he when, have, Dave? When you're right, when you're talking about three minutes here, which is the 80, 88th minute, 90, I, Alfredo, I agree with you. But even then, I could say when you come in for those two, you're coming in the 92nd minute, Alfredo, you know the game is three minutes, got three minutes to go. Sprint. Don't stop. Show that you want to play. You get what I'm trying to say? Put an effort. I'm he's not, not, I'm not saying that he, that he has not put an effort. No, no, I'm not saying he, but I'm just, I'm not saying he hasn't either. But you're using the, 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 the opportunities of three minutes, four minutes. Bro, what about the other opportunities that he's got? I remember his first game. He started the top of the league. He did nothing. JJ even came out and said, look, so much hype. I didn't see nothing. And everybody got all upset because he criticized the guy. Bro, this is big boy soccer. You're going to get criticized. It is no, what it I, is. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve criticism. I'm just thinking, I'm just saying that he deserve the amount of time that the other two duds have gotten. With no proven results, right? We just finished saying Seferovic has seven goals in the league. Uh, uh, Darwin has five, if that. Uh, and they've gotten an incredible amount of minutes. Alfredo, what so point does, you have does Gonzalo Ramos break into some of that pie? Don't be that guy, Alfredo. I have way too much respect for you. Don't be that guy. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm Darwin, not. Darwin I'm not favoring. Darwin, the guy. No, I'm not telling you. Luciano, you, when you talk about big boy soccer, right? You paid a guy twenty million dollars. That's why he's playing. But that's why he's but playing. Play. But where's the results? Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Where's the on. results? I'm at Dave. Ferrari, Dave Ferrari. You want to jump in here, Dave? You want to? You want? He's telling me. He's Dave, more I, 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 the background I, 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 to this. Uh, hold on, Dave. The, the background to this story uh, is that Cristiano was not allowed to mention uh, Grand uh, Darwin in our uh, in our group chat. Working up the wrong tree, Alfredo, because you know I've been critical. I, I, but I understand. I'm but staying out of it because you asked me to. But 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 when but when you bring the argument that this is big boy soccer and you have to produce, where's the production from those two guys? But haven't I haven't I criticized? Yeah, but you're criticizing that Ramos gets 30 minutes and he can't produce, but he he probably Alfredo, deserves more minutes from those life guys. Life is fair, my man. He, why? What has he done that he's shown that he deserves more minutes? What than have the other two fuckers done? Once one is worth 25 mil, they have to justify their investment. The minute Benfica starts benching Darwin, say goodbye. And this is why. No. Fr- what because do you mean, at no? this point, he deserves it because he probably needs a mental reset for his you, confidence. But the, again, don't be that guy. Do you think Benfica is going to spend $25 million, a league record fee, and then burn the guy? This guy is going to play if they got to crazy glue his feet to his legs. He's going to play. Stiano, at this point, it goes just beyond playing. There needs to be a confidence and morale boost for the guy. He point. needs to mentally reset and no, because every game that he comes out, he plays worse and worse. Every game he has played worse. Even the assists have gone away. The wor- the the break did work for a player like Otamendi as well, who who struggled out of the uh, the gate, and then he, yeah, but was- he was he was forced to break. Yeah, so so maybe there's a, a forced break for for Darwin and he comes back re- refreshed. What? But <laughs> but uh, anyways, you guys wanted to know uh, Ramos's uh, minutes that uh, he's been uh, called upon to action. His last five 
so Guimarães, he played 32 minutes. Uh, B-Sad, one minute. Nacional, 28 minutes. Braga, one minute. And uh, Estrella, 57 minutes there. Look at that. So out of three ga- three out of five, he got more than 30 minutes. And, and, and the other thing, I, Alfredo, you I'm know. Not, the I'm very, not saying. Alfredo, Alfredo, what did I tell? Please share with everybody. The very first game that Darwin played, what was my first text in the group once I see it? First time he touched the ball. The first time he touched the ball. What did I say? I'm not saying. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing Mm -hmm. or defending the kid that he has not made an impression in the time that he has been. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that he deserves more minutes than those other two duds. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, oh, you're being unjust, you're being unjust by saying that in 30 minutes he didn't do anything. He he had a chance to do something and he didn't do anything. I just think that he deserves more minutes than the other guys. Why? What's he done? Because the other guys haven't done shit. But what's he done? So why did this, you could tell me none of them deserve it, then I'm with you. But to say they deserve more when when he's done less than them. When you look at the law of averages, when yeah. you said Seferovic needs X amount of time to score a goal. Darwin needs X amount of time to score a goal. The kid has been given enough time to deserve, to, to have the chances that those other two guys have had. Alfredo, you know soccer as well as anyone I know. Okay. Forget that the name is Gonzalo Ramos. Forget Seferovic. Forget Dar- Forget all that crap. Answer me this I could question. be making the same no, argument no, no. for Ferreira. I know it's making the same answer, argument for Ferreira. Forget Ferreira. Answer this question. Ferreira's is at and he scored, by the way. <laughs> and Todibo is the player to match. The minute these guys leave Benfica, they become superstars again. But listen, here's the question, Alfredo. Be honest. From what from what you've seen, right? I've gone south. From what you've seen, I, I don't care about what you know. From what you have seen on this team, when he's gotten his opportunity, forget the one minute, the two, forget the, those, those appearances is... Pfft, Garbage, right? But from what you've seen since September until today, can you honestly tell me that that player that you see, you think that player is ready to take on a bigger load of minutes? Because I haven't, uh, to me, he's not ready. It's not that he's a bad game. When there was a rumor that he was potentially going to get loaned out to Maritimo, I was, I was happy because he needs to play. Just not, he's not ready for this team today. It's not about Gonzalo Ramos. It's about what the other two guys have done or actually the lack of what they have done and bringing new blood into this offensive I line. I get it, but I'm afraid of, But if he's not ready, you can, forget the Gonzalo Ramos. No, 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 no. But, but, forget, but we are. But you're him. talking about but, – but, but, but you're going to burn you a player. he's not ready? Because from what I've seen, I don't think he, he's not he ready to play at this he level. He hasn't played enough. He hasn't gotten consistent minutes week after week in just, order to prove himself. Dave just told you five games. He's gotten an average of what? 30 minutes a game. <laughs> no, he hasn't. What? 37, those, 52, those one, yeah, but Those, those on, one Dave. minutes bring down the, okay, the it's average one, there. <laughs> Excluding those two. Forget Gonzalo Ramos. Forget even that I mentioned. But it has Gonzalo to be Gonzalo Ramos. If we have the other another, if we have another forward at this point, and and going with your point that said this is big boy soccer, well, we you don't. get paid to perform. Yes. If he, uh, where is Darwin doing there? If he gets paid and he doesn't perform, what's Seferovic doing there? Alfredo, give somebody know, else a chance. Okay. 
but uh, but you could actually get worse. You're gonna do two things. You could actually bring in. We already are. Yeah, because you could burn the player, lose a 19 year old player with potential for the future. Yes, you could burn it, Alfredo. No, forget about you could the, burn a player. Look, my point know, is not about Gonzalo Ramos. My point is me, that if those guys are not performing, they need to sit bench. That's it, Alfredo. And I'll leave it at that. You're a bad machine operator at work, and I'm a terrible machine operator. What do you think? You're going to have the bad, or are you going to replace them for the terrible? No. You're not going to replace them for the terrible machine operator or the guy with a lot but of potential, but he's not ready. The, you haven't given the guy consistent playing time in order for him to get into that rhythm and that flow and I, to build up his confidence. I will go out on a limb, and I will say, and everybody knows, from what I've seen, limited time, from what I've seen, Gonzalo Ramos, is not ready to be a regular on the on today's Benfica for next year, two years, maybe. Well, even next year, I don't think he'll be ready because he needs to play. He needs to just go out and play. And at Benfica, the pressure's too much. I see him come in, mistrap a lot of balls, pass to, to the stands when this guy's alone. I just don't think he's ready. It's not a knock on the player. I think Gonzalo Ramos has a lot of potential. I just don't think today he's the reason why Benfica's losing. If he gets more playing time, you can run the risk of burning a player. His confidence will be real shot, and it's going to take him a while to recuperate. It's very important that when you do give these players opportunities and you throw them out there, Okay, that they're ready. Look at a kid like Tomas Tavares. Whether you think he's ready or not, he wasn't ready last year. And this year, he's lost a year. That's he's done nothing this year. Nothing. That's why you're better off just playing the kid. We talked about it last week on the podcast. I'm afraid of the 80 game trigger, right? The 80 game. You had to to, to get up to 80 games before you're ready for the next level. Gonzalo Ramos hasn't played that 80 games as well. So you run the risk of losing young player. Tomas Tavares. It's been a lost season for him. So now next year, he's going to have to go on loan again. You can't bring Tomas Tavares next year and say, here you go. He wasn't ready then. He's sure as hell not going to be ready for sitting sitting his ass for another year. And it's the same thing here. It is not a knock on Gonzalo Ramos. I just don't think he's ready. I don't think he's better than the, the other guys. Are atrocious. I don't think he's better than the other guys. And you know Darwin, if it was up to me, he was in the, you, you know if it was up to me, Darwin would have never been a Benfica player. You know that. I criticize that move like no tomorrow. And the very first time I seen him, Try to attempt to trap a ball. I told you, bum. And Dave's my witness. You know I can't talk about, so I leave him alone. Because you said I do it every day, so I left it alone. I don't talk about Darwin no more. But Darwin, don't compare Darwin to a rump. Darwin's gonna play. <laughs> the guy's legs are gonna fall off. They're gonna they're gonna want to. They want that investment back with COVID. No fans in the state. They're gonna pray. Pray for a lucky star that this kid is able to finish out the season, score 10 goals in, in eight games, and oh my God, we're going to sell him. This is their next meal ticket is Darwin. Darwin's going to play. I don't think he's ready neither. I don't think he's that good. Sferovic, hey, good old Dave's favorite player. <laughs> We missed the boat on that one to, to get a meal ticket off uh, him after his uh, record uh, goal production. See, Alfredo, this is why it was important for Benfica to bring Pinho, right? Pinho, Pinto, whatever his name is from, from Maritum. Is Alfredo frozen? No, he's good. This nah. is why it was important because right now you got This is two- why it was important for you not to let go of your best scorer in last year. Well, but Alfredo, when you invest $25 million, you think this guy's going to be the goods and he wasn't. Their whole scouting, the, they, they all mixed it up because at the end of the day, they were better off keeping Vining and keeping the $25 million for Darwin. If you look at it like that, they were better off keeping keeping that money. But once you buy that guy, Darwin has to come in and play. And then you brought another 15 on Luca Walshman, who's been missing lately. He's been injured. That's another option. 
that that's taken out of the card, right? It's another card out of the deck. So it's just right now, like I said before, everything that's going wrong, that could go wrong is going wrong. There's nothing that, you know, the ball's not bouncing our way. Our guys aren't playing to the level they're comp- to, 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 to the level that they're able to. They're creating one or two chances. They're shanking them. You know what I mean? Like, th- that's all they're getting. A game is really two, three chances, and they can't do the, they, they can't put the ball in the back of the net. And Gonzalo, unfortunately, he's going to be judged. I'm telling you, this is how the coaching staff is judging on that opportunity. He's by himself. He's got to get the ball in the box. There was nobody contact. This is the thing. Somebody putting a body on. No, he was by himself. It's like, boot, here you go. You're not ready. This, I'm telling you, that's what they're telling him right now. We'll see. I like the kid. I'm not shitting on the kid. I hope I hope the kid turns it around. I was ecstatic that he might go out on this. Home. This became about Gonzalo Ramos, but the point that I was trying to make is not about Gonzalo Ramos. But like, there's not nobody you else. Seem, you he's our third option. But you seem to think that it's about Gonzalo. It's not about Gonzalo Ramos. But I'm afraid it is because he's our third. There's no other option. I understand, <laughs> but it could have been it could have been any other guy on the squad if the guys that are there that are getting paid to perform are not performing. Give somebody else a chance. How many times have we seen quarterbacks being benched because they're not performing? The bump quarterback. It doesn't doesn't mean that the guy on the bench is better than the guy at start. It just means that they need a mental reset. Those are quarterbacks that 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 are on the you know on the bus every every other year. They're going to new training camps. Those aren't regular quarterbacks. The regular quarterbacks they they're able to work out through their hiccups. Now, if Darwin was healthy, right, then you can make it on. Yo, get. But it's, I just, I again, Gonzalo. We have to talk about him because he's our third option right now with 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 Luca being injured. Right, he's our third option. He's the only other option. He's not ready. He's not ready. So they don't want to throw for that. They keep it what they got. Unfortunately, he's not ready. It's a year too early. He needs to play. Whether on a B team, preferably on another team in the first division. Let the yo just let him stretch his legs. Benfica's done a terrible job of loaning guys out, not realizing the situation, right? And we could go every single guy that left this year, right? It, practically every single one of them has gone to a situation where they're not getting playing time. So you're better off keeping them in the Portuguese league at a smaller club and let these guys play. But there's a there's a limit in how many players you could loan in a Portuguese league. It's three, right? I think yeah, it's three. Yeah. Well then, keep. But look, if it's to go to Alaves and sit the bench and <laughs> not play, yeah. you're better off playing on a Benfica B team in a Portuguese second division. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and you still get the train. You get the train during the week with George Jesus, right? It, the guy's he's got a little something, something for developing players, right? Maybe right. that helps. I'm think just the, saying the 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 preparation for the season is was was completely botched. Um, because, you know, one of the reasons why you let Vinny go also is because, uh, you got Gonzalo Ramos in which you said, well, this kid is going to be an understudy to both Seferovic and, and, and Darwin. Uh, and he will get some minutes without the pressure that he has now. Um, and he, he's going to be a backup, but Seferovic and Darwin have absolutely been duds. Uh, for this team. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it, a lot of what's been going on with this team falls on them because yeah. they get paid to score goals and they haven't 
performed. But I'm afraid I, I don't think letting go Vinny had anything to do with Gonzalo Ramos. I think it was we're brought in a guy for for 25. We have a potential yeah, of selling this guy it. for 45. And at the end, they had three pieces that they really thought they were going to rely on: Svetovic, Darwin, and Luca. And I mean, look, Darwin's got six, Svetovic uh, got seven, but they they've not played anywhere near the competition. The kid was supposed to get some minutes. And then you could also argue that if you don't lose that power, you don't, oh, you don't yeah. have to sell Vinny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we want to start dissecting and doing the autopsy of this season. That's where it that's, that's, yeah. Anyway, 0-0 um, zero, zero, or was it 0-0? Zero, zero? Uh, yeah. yeah, this game finished 0-0. Zero, zero, <laughs> lucky you know. that Edwards missed that one chance at the end. Right right at, at the, the end, end yeah. 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 Uh, at the end, the game, the game was uh, stretched, and uh, both teams were was end-to-end type of stuff. Um, and it, yeah, you, you're right. We, I think we, we got lucky. dodged the bullet with that kid not not being a, not starting from the beginning. And Quaresma actually played in this part in his place. And when he came in, Quaresma left pissed off, looked like he wasn't happy. But when that kid came in, the few minutes he was on the field, he meant business. That's a fantastic young player that we yeah, got. He's been, he's been. No, he's I know, I know. That's player. why. So we got lucky. We got lucky that. Yeah. You know, um. The the one more point that I wanted to bring uh, uh before we we close out this game is that uh Rui Costa had that speech uh last week as we we discussed it here um but also one of the guys that we kind of been hard on in in, in Cristiano your favorite player Tarapt um these past couple of games he has been playing better the question what I wanted to ask is better. that he's the best player on the field against Guimarães that's a lot better he's been playing better um the question that I wanted to ask in understanding is context in terms of uh, the second chance or third chance or fourth chance that he was given. Uh, and the fact that it's well known, not confirmed, but well known that he was kind of a pet project for Rui Costa. Do you feel that Tarapt was one of the guys that really took Rui Costa's message to heart? And he said, this guy got me another chance. I am not going to let this guy down because seemingly it seems that Tarabt has gone up since the talk. I mean, I never thought about it that way, but, but yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, something that you could consider. I mean, all we know is that Tarabt has been absolute trash over the last, what, two months or whatever since he's come back from yeah. COVID and, and, and he's definitely picked it up. Is it a coincidence? Was it because of Ricosta or was it because this is a professional that knows he doesn't have a lot of chances left? And he has to step up his game. And so, look, at the end of the day, credit to him for actually turning it around, right? But I'm pretty sure a guy like that that totally respects Ricosta, and as you said, Ricosta went out on a limb to bring him in. I'm pretty sure that, it, you know, it touched him inside and, um, you know, just added a little bit more fuel to the fire. Benfica finishes the first round 11 points behind Benfica. Um, it's been quite Sporting, a... Sporting. I'm they sorry. can't finish behind <laughs> They can't finish behind Benfica. Benfica Castel Branco. Uh, yeah, they finish uh, uh, the first round 11 points behind uh, behind Sporting, who's had a, a, an absolute uh, stellar uh, first half, uh, not losing any games. I think they've only tied three games. I want to say, uh, and and the rest have been uh, have been wins. Uh, today, once again, uh, they were able to squeeze it out in the final minutes of uh, of the game, uh, turn turn around the uh, one nothing deficit. But um, yeah, it, it, look, it's um, it's unfortunate that the season has gone the way it has uh, for Benfica, and we'll get into uh, JJ in a little bit. Uh, but certainly. 
and and I was I was doing this and, and because I I want I after JJ's speech I went back uh to basically place in time all of Benfica's COVID cases and in this exercise I found myself uh doing what I found myself doing was going through 78 pages of Benfica news uh just basically working my my way back from the beginning of the season all the way to the present season uh and I got to be honest with you don't 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 try to sit home uh but if you want to get a little chuckle go back that far in the past so to the preseason if you want to even want to go to JJ's presentation and then work back in terms of the news uh in terms of everything that was being said about the player uh, the players the whole Lucas Verissimo thing that finally came to fruition uh the expectations on Darwin uh the expectations on the team uh JJ's uh some of JJ's speeches and and, and pressers uh some of the uh, I don't know it it was just it was crazy to be caught in that little time warp uh of a machine and I almost felt like snipping several news articles to uh text to you guys uh because I I found them uh funny and 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 depressing at the same time because we came into the season with huge expectations uh in terms of the investment in terms of you know JJ we knew what JJ was going to bring blah 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 blah, blah. we find ourselves in this position at the end of the half and, and certainly I hope that the second half goes a lot better for us than the first half has gone um but uh you know at this point you know to to uh to uh, to invoke some of uh, famous last words it is what it is um anyway dave that's no? been that's been used quite a lot <laughs> while uh, while jj was uh recovering from covid uh, dave was, numbers numbers yeah, on this game lot. so we can um, uh, move on yeah for sure so uh, i think you had already mentioned uh about us being uh, 11 points behind sporting at the midway point uh, Benfica hasn't been in fourth at the end of the first round of uh, the league since uh, 2001, 2002. And, was that the last uh, time Sporting won a title? It could be with uh, Jardel up top for them, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Benfica's got 14 less points compared to uh, this, this uh, time last season. So already uh, a big difference on uh, how the team was playing the first half of last season. I'm good. I, I got to be ready. Um, I got to be I got to be ready. I got to be honest with you guys. I'm ready for the second half. Uh and the first the, the second half started with Fomalicão uh this past uh Monday at Stadio Luz. Uh Vlacodimos was in goals Gilberto Otamendi Vertonghen and Grimaldo, Weigel and Tarapt, Everton and Servi, uh Seferovic and Darwin. One change uh from the game against Guimarães, I believe that was uh Pizzi uh came in or actually Darwin came in for for PT uh that was uh the one change um fast start by Benfica 7 minutes in we're already up to nothing and and when we, Dave when we talk about here sometimes we don't get the ball to bounce our way uh certainly Seven minutes in, we got a couple bounces that went our way. Yeah, and it's good. These are we've. I think we've talked about this many times in podcasts uh, prior. That uh, once Benfica gets these these quick goals, it kind of relaxes the team and they can start playing uh, their own 
own uh, own way, and it forces the smaller teams to to open up. And um, this season, we haven't had these these balances uh, go our our way, but uh, good to see that we got the two quick goals to open up uh, the the game. But uh, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But we already know how these these games go with our, our team. If we have a, a good first half, then we we tend to put it into cruise control in the second half and. Sure enough, that's uh, what seemed to happen to, again in this uh, this game against Famalicão. Uh, Darwin added to his uh, all-competition tally of 10 goals, <laughs> assisted by Everton. Quite a, a brilliant play by Everton on the right. And then Otamendi uh, capped off a, a, a save from the keeper, and he was able to put it away on a set piece. First goal um, with a Benfica shirt for Otamendi. And, uh, Alexander, this is something that we've already mentioned here, and, and Otamendi is becoming a, a central figure of this Benfica team. Uh, and while there was a lot of questions in terms of, well, why does this guy get the, the captain's harm bent? I think that a lot of his actions, a lot of the words that he says uh, during the game and after games uh, is something that not a lot of people can deny that this guy is one of the leaders of this team. Yeah, if you were one of those guys asking those questions and you still haven't figured out why he gets the armband, look, shut off your TV and go watch sporting games. Because, I mean, you obviously aren't paying attention. The guy yeah. has been nothing but a true professional, true leader, wears his heart on his sleeve, and it's 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 sad. It's sad as a Benfiquista, diehard Benfiquista, and I'm pretty sure I speak on behalf of all three of us here on the podcast. It's sad that not more guys on the team, okay, play with the same enthusiasm and the same passion that this so-called Tripeiro does in representing our colors. Yep. That's all you need to say, really. Um, so I hope that a lot of people are eating crow at this point, and I know a couple of them, uh, but but certainly uh, he has been the, the one shining uh, light in this team that we often question uh, for the lack of intensity and, and, and passion uh, after the after picking up his man of the match uh, uh, trophy or award, whatever that is, that piece of glass that they give players at the end of the. You mentioned something that Doorstop. you know, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned something that not a lot of players that not a lot of players mention is uh, the change in mentality, and I think it's refreshing. I think it. I think it's it, it, that. Speech of, oh, I don't think it's refreshing, Alfred. I think it's very telling of our of our locker room. I think it's it, it is, but it's refreshing it's to hear it from a It's very telling. It's very telling of our mentality of what we of what our locker room has become over the last couple of years. And we've talked about it so much here with the departure of Luizão, Salvio, Jonas, Doc Fasia, those key influential players in the locker room. It takes another guy that's accustomed to playing at the highest level and understands the demands and the winning mentality. And for him, as we understand, we just touted the guy as a leader, right? We just talked about all that. But the fact that he's coming out. And once again, showing his leadership that he's not afraid to speak up on behalf of the team. But by him saying that publicly tells me a lot about what he sees inside that locker room. Um, and it's a sad state of affairs right now for our Benfica. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and like I said, I think that that worn out uh, speech of oh, uh, we got to keep working. We got to raise our heads. Uh, I mean, that is that is so worn and so cliche uh, that when you hear something like this, it's like, 
Well, there's a guy that kind of sees things the way the fans see it, where you you, you need to you need to do something. You need look, to do you something. said you said he's the one shiny light, but I think we we honorable mention a couple, is definitely Vigo. Vigo's lately. I think Vertonghen last... has done well. Vertonghen's done okay. You know, he has this one game that he really stood out, but the rest he just did what he had to do. He's Mister Solid, Mister Consistent. You know, uh, getting a little long in the tooth, but he, I don't think he's been fantastic. He just, he hasn't been bad. So <laughs> that's where we're regretting guys now. Oh, he hasn't been bad. <laughs> uh, therefore, no, I just think that a shiny Our light, standards. Yeah, exactly. I think a shiny light, uh, Vigel definitely needs an honorable mention because the first half, I mean, I remember sitting here and really talking about that one rumor where he was going to leave and yada, yada, yada. There's misunderstandings with JJ. And look, the guys turn it around and, and he's been he's been playing really well of late. So I'm glad to see that he's turned things around as well. Uh, maybe this is a sign to things to come. Hopefully the rest of the team may start picking up the ops, turn it around, right? As we mentioned, maybe now Svetovic turns it around, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think no, I think that defensively, I think that the the team has really put out some consistent performances and, and I think that speaks to uh, the clean sheets that we've been able to to get uh, from this defense. And I think that defense was definitely a shaky piece uh, through this process, through this voyage in the first round. But I think if there's something that you look at right now as consistency is going to be the defense and Weigel's play. Um, every Everyone else uh, right now is, is very inconsistent. Uh, and a mirror of that is the way we played against Fomalikam. Fomalikam makes a couple changes. Uh, they go back to the four, four, uh, defensive, four defensive players. Um, they step up on the field. They press Benfica and really they had a, a much better half, uh, than Benfica did, uh, in the second half. And it was, uh, we're talking about a Fomalikon team who at this point is fighting not to get relegated. And yet they come to Stadio Luce and they're able to push Befica against the ropes in the second half. Well, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say push Befica against the ropes in the second half, but they had more of the initiative uh, of the game. Uh, they had more opportunities, uh, uh, in the second half than, uh, than Befica did. And, and again, it's a, it's the same old story. Nonetheless, three points. Um, Dave, some numbers, and then I want to I want to get into uh, JJ's uh, press conference. Yeah, quick numbers here. When you were going through the uh, starting lineup, you failed to mention that uh, not a single Portuguese uh, player was ah, that's, that's irrelevant was uh, included in the uh, starting eleven first time in six years that a Benfica team hasn't field uh, a Portuguese player in the starting eleven, and uh, it was our first victory in a, in a month uh, in league competitions last coming uh, January eighth against Tondela. That's really a page filler. That's not that's not a, a a story for me that Benfica plays without Portuguese players that's or Benfica true. plays with with Ten Seixal, but made in Seixal. That's not a story for me. It's a story for the JJ hitters because the last coach who did that day, JJ twenty fourteen, right? I think it was twenty. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah, and he was the first coach in Benfica's history as well back in twenty ten. Hey, at least look, we just talked about how inconsistent our players are. We could talk about how consistent George Jesus has been. That's a positive. See, consistent first, did it again, and now again, he's consistently playing eleven strangers. <laughs> positive, bro. To me, that's not. I, I don't really give a shit about that stat. 
to me, it, 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 it just, like you said, it's, it's a story to tug at people's emotions. Yeah. And those people, Fredo, tell those Portuguese people that our own national team won a Euro with French goalkeeper, French left back. I don't even speak Portuguese, but they seem to be totally okay with that. With the Brazilian national. center back. Exactly. You know, but now, now the Benfica, no, no, they have to play with Portuguese play. The national team can play with whatever the hell they want. But that's Benfica. not a yeah that, that that that's not a story that interests me and it it shouldn't really interest anyone because if if the best players are Vietnamese players on Benfica team and if Benfica can field eleven and they can win I don't care I'm in I love Vietnamese people by the way Alfredo just letting you know I like Vietnamese food I like any food yeah we know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, you, left, you left the door wide open, bro. <laughs> I know I did. I set you up for that one. Um, now, shifting our attention to JJ, and, and, and for the first time, I think that um, well, we had we had Rukosh's speech uh, or Rukosh's interview last week, in which he said that um, that COVID was it, it, the COVID should not be used as an excuse, but certainly as a factor that's played into this this whole thing. Um, and, and, and I think JJ opened up his heart. And I think that the fact that he went through the, through COVID himself, uh, really, uh, allows him to, to, to give, a an honest, um, opinion, uh, because he was somebody that went through it. Uh, and he, he talks about, you know, the difficulties that the team went through in terms of training together, in terms of the players being in a locker room together. Certainly that is something that is a huge factor, but there's, there's a, there's things here. And like I said, I went through this exercise. So I'll run you through. Uh, in September, we had one case. Vilar was the, the one case. In September, we lost the Pauk, but obviously, you know, you can't even touch, touch uh, COVID on that. Uh, in November, Darwin, Tarap, uh, Weigel were three. Um, in, uh, November, we had, uh, three cases, three losses, two ties and in, in, uh, three wins, two ties and two losses. Those losses were to Boa Vista and Braga. In December, uh, Pizzi Seferovic, João Ferreira, Jardel, Gonçalo Ramos, uh, were, uh, the cases of COVID. So December, five cases, five wins, two ties, one loss. That one loss came uh, at the Super Cup, uh, the two ties came from Porto and Santa Clara. Um, in December is when, uh, in December, in January is when we were really affected by COVID. Gabriel, Servi, Walshmitz, Gilbert, Everton, Vlacodimus, Gonçalves, JJ, and a bunch of staff. Eight cases in January in players, uh, plus staff, three wins, three ties, one loss, and that loss came to, uh, Braga. Um, and then in Jan, in, in the, sorry, it wasn't Walshmit, Gilberto, Everton, Vlacodimus, Gonçalves, uh, Otamendi, Tavares, Elton Late, uh, were some of the guys that were all, uh, affected, uh, by, uh, COVID. Um, Cristiano, big enough reason? Or do you think we should still be doing better at this point before we went into this really, bad stretch of these last couple months of COVID. Look, man, I, I think COVID's affected everyone, right? Not just Benfica. So kind of want to say it's not an excuse, yada, yada, yada. Benfica has top players. But at the end of the day, 
it did affect Benfica more so than other clubs. So it's kind of 50-50. You know, I'm on the side that COVID is an excuse. Um, I know people that are on the side that COVID, you know, should not be an excuse. That being said, even with the COVID situation, uh, who I do believe has affected this club uh, to an extent, I think that we haven't played anywhere near our capabilities or anywhere near our expectations uh, coming into this season. So, you know, it's a glass half empty, glass half full attitude. Uh, but at the end of the day, don't think I'm happy. I'm relatively happy with what I've seen. Might be a little bit more understanding, but I'm not happy. So, uh, you know, the whole glass half full type of stuff. JJ also mentioned that now that uh, most of squ- all but three players have had COVID, uh, now that the team should be immune for the next uh, three, four months. I think that's what he said, right? Um, so what should we expect uh, of the second half, Dave? I don't know what I took away from that interview with uh, or the the post presser with uh, JJ there is that uh, though you're you're quarantined and you're in isolation for 14 days with this virus and it's a respiratory virus, you're not going to be coming back uh, 100% either. And I know he was tongue in cheek saying that if he had he wasn't in no shape to to play and he did not look look good even on the the touchline there but though you're missing for 14 days i don't i think we got to also um lower our expectation that these players are going to be coming back 100% fully healthy and ready to play a full 90 because at the end of the day it is a respiratory illness and i think we're we're kind of foolish to think that uh players after battling the virus are going to be uh, back to their 100% uh, capabilities when they do return to play. That's a great point, Dave. And look, we this argument for the people who are um, not pleased. And again, not, I don't want to. I don't want to say not pleased because none of us here are pleased about the situation. But for those guys that don't want to give JJ any leeway, right? Um, as Dave mentioned, those are things that all affect um, the players that affect the club, obviously. But the argument loses some value. I have to, you know, like Alfredo, like you said earlier, to play devil's advocate, because even before all these cases started affecting us, we weren't playing lights out. So I kind of understand how people look at it in terms of we haven't been good all year long for now, for the exception of maybe two, three games right at the beginning of the season, with the exception of the power game, of course. Um, we haven't played well ever since. So you can't tell me that COVID has affected us. Because before we had a case, so I get that whole stuff, but I do think it affects Benfica in a lot more ways than one. And Dave, thank you for bringing up that point, uh, which is, you know, so okay. true. Everybody reacts differently. Every player to you, you know, they say you really need isolation for 10 days because the, 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 the disease, whatever, the virus is spread, spreadable those first 10 days, right? And then after that, after 10 days, you don't, you don't spread. But again, at the end of the day, we're all going to react to things differently. And so we don't know if some players have come back stronger, some players have come back weaker. We don't know if they've been able to match their, their previous levels of competition. But I, I do think to discredit this and just totally say that this has nothing to do with what we see on the field, I think I think it's irresponsible of anyone to make that suggestion. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think that it's a factor, uh, but it can't be the one factor. 
Um, but it, it's, it's a factor that has affected the team because, you know, not to repeat what Dave has already said, 14 days in quarantine, um, not being able to exercise, not being able to keep your, your fitness and then coming back to the, to, to the Seychelles and having to recoup those levels of fitness. Is, I, I, I get it, man. And look, Alfredo, I know there's some that are going to say some guys couldn't. Some guys, because obviously you could be positive and not have any effects of it, right? I'm pretty sure not every player struggled to the point like JJ where they couldn't breathe. But still, it's still worrying, you know, still on your mind. You still have COVID. You still don't know what tomorrow brings. You're still on that back leg like, hey, you know? So it's still not easy. I mean, as far as stress, it's still very stressful on the player, regardless, you know, if they have it bad or if they just, oh, you know, with, with an asymptomatic. Those guys, they still have it. And it's still something that runs through your mind, and I'm pretty sure it affects you some type of way. Yeah. Um, up next, uh, Sturil uh, for the the Portuguese uh, Cup, the first leg of the semifinals, and uh, and really, I, I don't understand. I know that they changed this format a, a few years ago, but with the congested fixture list. And the numerous games that you've had to play, why not just make this a one-game affair? Money. Money? Uh, money? What money? I don't think it's money, Dave. No? I, TV I money? money? I, think, I think it's a power move to get the big clubs to, you know, to the grand show. I think that's what it's – because, I, I, look, I had this conversation with our good friend Hugo today on the phone that these two-legged affairs always favored the bigger team. Always. And I think it's about getting the Porto Benfica Sportings to as many finals as possible. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to go watch a Tassa Portugal final between the Sportive Dobbs and a, and a, and a, and a you know. Well, nobody's going to go watch it. Oh, no. You know, I, I, this time, yes. I'll yeah. The rule wasn't changed this year. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I think that, you know, because you shortened up the League Cup format also, why not, why not just do a one-legged affair? Because they want, because by the time the finals played in May, they're hoping that there is fans. And again, they don't want Avs and Alverca playing each other. All right, I understand that point. I just, uh, I just think that there would have been a good opportunity to, uh, to to shorten some of this this many games that you, you have to to play. It's all my Zoom. It's one game. It's my Zoom. Sim, é só mais um. Sabes quantos jogos o Benfica não, vai não, jogar? Não, não, mas o que eu estou dizendo é que se é two-legged affair ou one it's only you're only adding one more game to the schedule or subtracting I, if you if you cancel. You know, that's it. Só I mais know, um. But, but you know how many games Benfica is going to play in the remaining month of February, the shortest month of the year? Well, it depends. Arsenal could possibly uh, shorten that. Five games. Okay, but they played six. Just Consider now. if we play Arsenal twice. Didn't we just play six in January or seven? Yeah, but you could have taken one out of the shortest month of the year. Do they play the second leg of the season? In, uh, I mean, the second leg of the, of the semifinal Tassa Portugal in February? Next month. No. Okay, so. Um, anyway, Dave, what's uh, what's Turil up, uh, up to? They're, uh, they're up to no good in this uh, Tassa Portugal run. Up to no go. Well, they've been Boavista, Rio Ave, Maritimo, uh, some of the uh, first division clubs that they've uh, 
They've beaten uh, to get they, to the semifinals. Beat, they've beat more first you, division clubs than, than, than Benfica. <laughs> Dave, did you know that Sturil beat Sertanense for nothing? That's that was to get the uh, the ball rolling, and that was, I believe, their first match uh, in this competition. Sertanense, the Brazilian music, like <laughs> that Sertanejo. Oh, it's close. Okay, <laughs> Sertanense is the team that Benfica played what last year or a couple of years ago, and we won. We beat them like two nothing or something like that. I think it was might have even been one one nothing yeah, uh, the way we've been going oh, on. Yeah. Alfredo, did you know that if Benfica is losing at the half against Sturil, due to the fact we don't have fans at the game? We can't barge the field in protest and wait to play the game three months later. With- uh, oh, I remember that. I, one. I did know that. Oh, you knew that one. Okay. I knew that. <laughs> I did my homework. Even if I, there's I an earthquake. Think, I don't think that ever happens to Benfica games, to be honest with you. No. And, and then on top of it, uh, Sturil having some kind of debt and that debt uh, be, and paid, they, they be, be paid, be paid, be paid. Yeah. Oh, I owe you $780,000. Oh, I forgot. Here you go, buddy. Sorry. Sorry I didn't send that money over. In my mind. Um, Thursday, 8-15 local. At, uh, I think the, the first game, is it at Stadio Luz or is it at the Tapadinha, Dave? It's at the Estadio uh, de Luz, uh, this, the first leg. What you call yeah. it, Tapadinha? Tapadinha is where Studio plays. I had no freaking idea. It's, that's not called Tapadinha. That's the area oh. uh, where they play at, Tapadinha. Sorry, I lied. I lied. It's away. The uh, Dave, first- come on, Dave. I have a family member. That we lives- pay you a lot of money to perform, Dave. The money must be at the border. It's Don't not coming across the border. be that guy. Dave, are you not ready for this opportunity? Dave? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a family member that lives in Studio. He used to be the president of Studio, like in the 50s and 60s, bro. Way back. What does he do now? He just plays Sweka all day? Uh, Yo, man, like 97. And he just chills. He just chills out, drinks a glass of wine. Cristiano. What's up, bro? Did you know? Yes, of course. That the oldest set of twins in the whole wide world are Portuguese? Blondes? No. Oh, then no. Males or females? Males. Are they? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the oldest set of twins lives in Portugal. Dave, the question here is, do I store that in the useless information bin, or is that something I'm going to use? You're never going to forget it. You're never going to forget that. <laughs> Portugal loves to be on the Guinness World Records. Bro, there was a 117-year-old guy in France that just got over COVID. He was born in like... Think- I'm talking about twins. Twins. How old are they? There's not only one. There's 80, two. I know. There's multiple. 111, I think. And they're both alive. They're both alive. Jesus. Those guys. Dave, Dave do your job and look up <laughs> world's oldest twins. <laughs> you gonna see, you gonna see. I hope I have Google uh, sur- uh, safe search on when two I'm bringing Vietnamese it sisters are going to pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what our podcast has, has become. <laughs> Uh, did you know? Hey, why don't you? Was there ever twins to play for Benfica? That's a good question. Them? Baquero could probably answer that. But Baquero's not on our podcast, unfortunately. He's on Benfica FMs. I got to think that maybe before they <laughs> started so. playing with cleats yeah. on the boots, maybe. <laughs> when they were playing with balls made out of wool. Yeah, or they played with those uh, wood planks on Back their shoes. The peaky blinders, yeah. The peaky blinders. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, what's taking so long? Oh, the picture that comes up here is uh, priceless. But what do you what, what do you want to know on these? Uh, the these oldest, guys? Are, are, oldest twin. Is it true or not? What are they names and how old are they? Okay, so it's not it's not um, twins. It's oldest brothers with the combined age of two hundred and sixteen. Sets sets the new record for living siblings. They so are from hundred and five and one hundred and eleven. One's uh one's one hundred and nine and one's a one hundred and seven, and uh, they're from Santa Maria da Feira in Portugal. Albino Andrade and Alberto. I want to mo- I want to move to Santa Maria da Feira and drink that 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 river water, whatever the hell they're drinking over there, because that shit that's like Rapunzel. You know, they touch the hair and they get younger. They're drinking water over there. Cristiano, when you last that long, you don't drink water. You spend most of your life drinking that good homemade wine. Yeah, that's it. I can't mm. drink wine, bro. Wine puts me to sleep. Anyway, uh, Murenes comes up Sunday on Valentine's Day. Cristiano, Valentine's Day is on Sunday. Uh, 8.15 local. Uh, Benfica beat Murenes 2-0 in the first round. What is what is Murenes up to uh, these days, Dave? Uh, they're in eighth position uh, with 24 points from six wins, six draws, and six losses. Oh, the old so, 666. There we go. Uh, put a positive spin on that one if you uh, want. But uh, last five meetings between the two clubs, three wins, one draws, uh, and one loss. Oh, 666-311. You know what that means, Cristiano? Yeah. Oh, say, 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 Yep, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like some some phone number to a what or something? No, I don't know. I thought you knew. I, I, why would I know about what? <laughs> hey, Dave, you sent this article of the old brothers. This is June 3rd, 2019. Bro, we're in 2020. How do you even know they're here, Dave? I mean, come on, I actually, on my Twitter on my Twitter feed, they popped up today. As, and maybe I was half asleep. It was one of those things you I got to do. It. Those guys uh, look like they're living their best life uh, in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, These guys look like they they were they were the first uh, dancers for Kim Barrero's band. Damn. Um, Benfica has a, a, a tough uh, month of February. Sturil, Murenense, Arsenal twice, Ferenc, sandwiched in between Arsenal. Yeah, there they are. And don't forget, they played the first leg in, in Estadio Olimpico de Roma. Olimpico de Roma. Uh, how 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 much of this COVID uh, has turned right? With Italy being one of the worst countries in in Europe, and now is the one country that that teams are finding safe haven at. I mean, no better case than Portugal. They were being touted in articles. Oh, Portugal's hand, and now the per capita they're the worst in the world. So you know this this has been flipped upside down. It's, it's going to get you one way or the other eventually. Yeah, it, it's the funniest thing because I was talking to this guy at work, and he turns to me and goes, "Yeah, Al, I I heard that." Uh, this this German uh, team of uh, doctors went to Portugal to help out. I said, "Wow, it's already made the world news." Hey, hey listen, it's better it's better to make world news with COVID than than the one time that they unleashed their new drone and it crashed right into the river. If you recall that, <laughs> <laughs> that made the rounds as well. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that the Twins could overshadow that piece of news, but I guess not. Um, Lucas Verissim has, uh, has officially joined the team, and today he joined the team in training. Uh, he will be wearing the number four, which belonged to uh, Luis Zampiton Girafa. And his wife is on Twitter, for those of you that like uh, players' wives, WAGs or whatever you guys call them. She likes to what does WAG stand for, Cristiano? Women against uh, gunners. I don't know. I have no idea. 
Dave, look that up. Come I'm on, British. Dave. Come Do on, your job, Dave. Dave, Dave you're you're lucky. Lucky. my feet you're uh, to be relegated Dave. to the B team, Dave. You're lucky that none of these other guys are ready, Dave. You're lucky. <laughs> I spent all week. You're lucky. Dave, you got more than 85 shows under your belt, bro. You should I be know, ready. I know, but it, it just goes above football football wives, but I don't nothing about what it stands wags. for. Yeah, wigs. Dave. Wives and girlfriends, an acronym for wives and girlfriends coined by the British wives media. See? Yeah. I thought that, that, that has to mean something other than that. A wag. Woman, yeah, uh, wives and girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, make, uh, good job, Dave. <laughs> I thought there was some kind of derogatory ter- meaning to that, but I guess not. Now that's you with your dirty mind. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, anyway, that's all we got uh, for you this week. Uh, at ten co ten at the eighty seven do eighty seven at podcast is where you can find us. Thank you very much. Next week we'll be back. We'll recap both the Stril game and the Mudernes game, and we'll look at the Benfica's match against uh, Ars- Arsenal in yeah, Rome. We might do a little something something regarding Arsenal Benfica or Benfica Arsenal, but. We'll let you listeners and your fantastic peoples know once we uh, get closer to it. That's right. Take care, doing? everyone. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. Wash so your Jesus. hands. Tamo junto, cara. Vamos lá, galera.